The contents of this show are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Any information on the show does not create a client-therapist relationship and should not be taken as professional advice. Before making any decisions regarding your health care, ask your personal physician or mental health care professional or call 911 for any emergencies. We are three friends exploring connection from the coffee shop to the podcast studio. I'm Amy. I'm Anna. I'm Erin. We are so excited to have Sarah Kozlowski in studio today. She was an awesome guest. She is helping our little people in the world become more conscious and better citizens of the world, which she talks about in her interview. I feel very, very lucky that we had her as a guest today. Sarah is the founder of the Kid Conscious Project, and you can find her at kidconsciousproject.com. Yes, she helps kids become better connected to themselves, to their local community, and to the global community. We are need that in our world today, and she's doing something about that. So thank you, Sarah, and we're excited to talk to you. Hey, everybody. We're back in the studio. hey And today we are really excited because we have Sarah Kozglowski. Nope. You got it. Yeah, yes. (laughs) All right. With the Kid Conscious Project. And thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks. I'm I'm thrilled to know you all. Yeah, we're excited and so excited about what you're doing for kids. So, yeah, a little background. So I heard about Sarah and her project and what she's got going on from a friend of mine who turns out plays tennis mm-hmm. with Sarah. So, yep. and then I reached out and we've just had like a couple one really conversation before this. So it's fun cuz we get to get to we all get to know you in this podcast with our audience. So, yeah. So why don't you do you want to just start off with telling us about the Kid Conscious Project and Sure, yeah. So how it started? Well, I'm I'm first just so impressed by you all. I think this podcast is super timely and you know how so many of us feel alone and trying to just create connections so I think it's so cool what you're doing so thank you thanks for making time for that and I was excited to connect with you and tell you about Kid Conscious so the Kid Conscious Project it's a nonprofit. we're a 501c3 and I started it about a year ago really with the intent of finding a way to create life skills, learning opportunities, and service projects for kids. So our focus is around kids ages 6 to 12 and their families. And we really think about building core values. And the three that I've sort of honed in on are resilience, self-sufficiency, and citizenship. Hey, Anna. Yeah? You know Erin's a pretty badass therapist, uh, right? I totally know. I just, like, take notes when she's talking. <laughs> Me too. Some of our audience does as well. Uh-huh. So did you know that there's also a place that you can get information directly from her? On her website, right? Yeah. And didn't you do it? Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, so there's all these free workshops that they're offering. And at thekaliinstitute.com, you can sign up for those. K-A-L-I is how you spell Kali, and then institute, thekaliinstitute.com. Get it done. The organization really evolved out of 
an early organization I started when I was a new mom. And it was when I had my first kid. And I started it in Chicago with a great friend. And the organization uh, was called More the Milk. And the intent there was to give moms a way to volunteer and bring their babies along. So not have to pay for a sitter because, you know, it was hard to justify doing things on a volunteer basis and, you know, really having to pay someone so you could do it. So started out great. And it was a, a good concept that worked well while my kids were young. But now that they're a little older, they're eight, seven and four, I you know, wanted to do something that would get them involved. So that's where Kid Conscious came about. So the Chicago company, when did you start that? And then how long did it because I know you have three kids, right? Yep, I yeah. do. So we lived in Chicago, and I was there when my first daughter was born. So my background was in traveling the world and doing marketing and branding, and I loved my job. And when I left that world, it 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 just didn't feel like enough to be staying at home with a baby. And I wanted connection yeah. and wanting to to truly, what you guys are all talking about, feel less alone in that world. And so there are a lot of fun things and baby play dates and, um, you know, just kind of Bubbles <laughs> Academy. And, that's, you know, a, that's a Chicago, like, yeah, it's, always, bubbles. it's amazing. I've never heard of it. it it's yeah, a it, place in Chicago. It's a, yeah. it's a fun, it's like a gymboree for yeah. babies. Oh. So, yeah, it's super fun. And yeah. I enjoyed all that, but I wanted to do something a little deeper. Yeah. And so partnering with a dear friend of mine named Amy, we saw there was an opportunity to do something with moms who wanted more conversation and deeper conversation and things to talk about beyond just our babies. So that's how the organization got started there. And I brought it to Denver about eight or nine years ago when we moved here. And I had two kids at that point. And we did a lot of projects here in Denver that little kids could come along to. And as you all know, it's, you know, it's tough to find things that really kids under 10 can participate in. There's so many restrictions. And anyway, so we found a lot of great ways to have little kids come alongside their moms or their families and be a part of different community building things. And I love that. It was great. It built community here. But was that as, called more than that milk was more here? than milk? Uh huh. Okay, yeah. And I cool, continued cool. it here, and my friend continued it in Chicago. But schedules got tough, and kids got older, and kids are in a lot of activities, and you yeah. know, time is precious, and it was hard to find time that people could really commit to doing something together like we did during the day. So I, I spent a couple years just trying to figure it out and getting involved in Denver stuff. And then I realized, you know, my kids are at an age where they need to learn a lot of these lessons themselves. And I can help teach them, but I, I want them to learn by doing. And so that That's was the so genesis important. of the Kid Conscious Project. Yeah, so important to learn by doing. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think experiential stuff is mm -hmm. kind of everything. And mm -hmm. I, I know just in memories we've made as a family or service projects, them getting their hands involved and meeting people and connecting, thinking, you know, I actually can have an impact even as a six or seven year old. It's, it's pretty powerful. It is. Yeah, that is so cool. So how long, so you transitioned companies and then how long? Wait, can I go back? Oh, really yeah, 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 so yeah. So yeah. how, how did that show up in your kids making the impact that like for, uh, for a six-year-old yeah. to 
to like know that they make a difference or sure. know that they like have the power to show up in the world? How, yeah. So a couple like? things we did with More the Milk, which I thought, you know, now this even makes sense for a, an older kid audience. Mm-hmm. So we did a cleanup at Wash Park mm. and kids themselves were given trash pickers and yes. bags. And so my little kids would go around and there were some gross things they found. <laughs> but they also found, you know, a lot of things they could pick up and put in. And they thought like, wow, here is this playground that we're at a lot and we're making it prettier, Mm -hmm. making it cleaner and healthier for the animals. And so it wasn't, it became where it wasn't just the moms or the Mm -hmm. parents doing the project. It was the kids getting their hands dirty. And so that, you know, that was an example of how it seemed like, okay, it's time. It's time that they're actually more involved. Engaging in their environment is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So when did the Kid Conscious, how long has that organization been yeah, going? Yeah, so about a year and a half ago, I started thinking about this idea and I thought there's an opportunity for a leadership program for kids. Mm-hmm. And I know when I was growing up in Boulder, I was part of one more in junior high and high school, but it had a big lasting impact on me just in terms of meeting people in Boulder and the community and having some leadership opportunities that kind of made me feel like I was getting skills I wasn't getting at school. And so I thought about this originally as like, I want to have a leadership program. And I thought I want to reach junior high and high school because that's when I was impacted. But in doing a lot of research, there's some great organizations already in Denver that are doing a lot in a deep and broad way around leadership and high schools are doing a great job. Mm -hmm. And so I realized, you know, not only are my kids not at that age yet, but I don't know that I'm ready to tackle that. I, I want to start from a place that I'm familiar and so I started with my kids' ages. And yeah. and there's not much out there, right? You know, there's For not. six to 12 in leadership? Well, what I found is that there are a lot of service projects. If okay. you dig deep, you can find organizations that are coming up with ways for kids to pack homeless bags and, and hand them out in the community. And there, you know, there's some great projects, but I guess part of that is how my idea around leadership evolved into more of consciousness and that it's not just a, in my mind about doing a service project, which oftentimes is kind of a check the box yeah. that felt good, but so what, like, right. what is, what's that mean? How does our family continue a conversation And so I wanted to even broaden beyond leadership to just creating more of a conscious awareness in families about empathy and kindness and being a citizen and how you can be a citizen of the world, starting with your own little body, even from a young age, and then building yourself internally, impacting your community, and then seeing how your impact affects the world. That's so awesome. Erin's <laughs> raising her hand. Oh, I'm so good. Like, oh, oh, I love so you guys. Good. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to keep quiet. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> thank you. You are like thank speaking you. to Erin's <laughs> camp counselor oh inside. Do you want a job? <laughs> yeah. I need a partner. Oh, my God. Uh, thank beautiful. you. Yeah. yeah. Good job, girl. <laughs> well, it's beautiful. Thanks. So, what gets you? Wait, what <laughs> over there? Yeah, Talk to oh, us about those tears. Kids, giving kids empathy and like resiliency and doing all those things early and like 
all the and bringing the conversation to the home and like more of like sure you can give out homeless bags but like what is the impact of this and then how do you be a citizen of the world that's what I like, <laughs> like, oh, that's you're so, gonna make me cry so good. <laughs> that's great though that's we well, need that because that's missing I, like how do you then that's like taking it the extra step then then people get engaged in their world and when mm-hmm. you start that young then yeah. kids have that yeah, yeah. you know so I mean good. my parents did a really good job of modeling that for me and look our kids can be little terrors and this doesn't mean they're great kids and have it all figured out but mm-hmm. I I just know that I want them to go on in this life being able to take care of themselves realizing how important it is to take care of others and knowing that if you help other people you help yourself mm-hmm. and so I you know I don't think there's ever an age too young to start that mm-hmm. no it's so good it's really great mm-hmm. yeah so have you, have you always been a go-getter I don't know how to react to you looking at me like that. Um, <laughs> With awe. I mean, to like do such a, I mean, it just seems like such a wonderful, huge project to take on. I gotta on. say, when I, had a new, when I had new babies, I was like nah. at home watching The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I mean, wow. I admire, like, but I also admire because I felt really alone when I had oh, my yeah. kids. and And like... I just admire what you were able to do with your own loneliness or you know, whatever you were experiencing, but that you like made something out of being a new mom like well, this. Man, I totally remember I'd host these little baby play dates in Chicago and I had the Today Show rocking the entire day. <laughs> yes. And people would come over and they're like, oh my God, you've got the TV on and your baby's there, oh, you know? Yeah. And so there was a lot of yeah. like, well, I've got to just have noise. Like I just mm-hmm. need an adult in, yeah. in my mm-hmm. life, whether it's on TV or in person and there you go but I don't know I don't know that I it's about being a go-getter I just I recognize that our kids are living in challenging times our kids go to a school we love they're like super challenged academically and sports and you know we're we're as spread as thin as anyone else but I think people are making less time for the softer stuff that really matters mm-hmm. and we're all reading so much about that mm-hmm. stuff going by the wayside that I just thought well I want my kids exposed to this and if other people are interested great mm-hmm. and so you know out of that came this project and really a lot of the opportunities I wouldn't be able to create for my kids without some scale because they're different things that just require a group to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the intent. So how many members do you have yeah. right now or where are you at? Yeah, where do you well, want to be? Um, you know, right now we're just in Denver. I live in South Denver, but I don't want to be specific to any uh, particular location in Denver. So the different organizations we work with span all across Denver and different Denver communities. The people in my network of those who follow our projects live all around Denver, North Denver, even into Boulder and Colorado Springs. So, um, you know, right now it's just it's more regional. I wonder if it would be something you could almost franchise or yeah, something similar, well, you know, like yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to pull back my friend in Chicago and yeah. get her on board. Do you do yeah. this full time? I wouldn't say it's full time. It's hard for any full time mom to do anything full time. And, you know, my kids still have a lot of needs, 
but it, you know, it's probably they a part-time needy. thing. Kids are needy. Kids are needy. <laughs> they're, they're very high maintenance. Yeah, they're needy even and when they're at school. school. Yeah. It's kind of short. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's, it's like, super that's short. It? Yeah. It's time to get you already, you little guy. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. Yeah, it goes fast. <laughs> totally. So, I mean, half the day is just like spent getting ready for the next day, as yeah. I know you all know. So uh-huh. it's probably it's like a part-time thing, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the stuff we do is after school or on a weekend, but it's some it's a time or a time frame that I'd probably fill with something else if not mm-hmm. this. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of about prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some of like the favorite projects that you've done or some that yeah. you've really had success with or people have really gravitated yeah. towards or well so this last year I kind of decided to explore four themes. Mm -hmm. And so the first was safety. And we did this awesome body safety class. And many of you may have heard of Feather Burkhauer. She's coming on. on. So Feather's awesome. I've heard her a few times. She's powerful, um, powerful information. But I, you know, again, I thought, well, I've heard her message, but I want my kids to hear the message and learn the message themselves. And so we found an organization out of the Springs called Kid Power, and they're fantastic. They host um, body safety classes for elementary age kids. From Feather? Like Feather's specific? Feather is not involved with that. So Feather more speaks to parents. Yes. Kid Power speaks to kids. Awesome. Okay. So I, that was the first project we started with last summer to kick off this, this whole kid conscious project. And we had 30 kids go through it. And we all walked away thinking, you know, these kids are well equipped to protect themselves, even from first grade on. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to repeat that. And that's a great thing. So I did this whole safety. I know. Yeah, please do. Please do. My son's almost six in November. So I'm going to get him involved. He would would be very welcome and could certainly get a lot of the lessons out of it. So that was a great one. We're going to repeat it in January. But I did this whole kind of three-month session around safety. And to me, it's kind of like, well, if kids are kids' ages aren't first safe, well, what else matters, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So body safety, we did a digital safety series with Cheryl Ziegler, who's a local fantastic um, psychologist and oh, yeah. I think so teaching kids just how to be good digital citizens which was super eye-opening for kids and parents that's so interesting to me to think about I mean we hear so much about yeah. social media and then obviously like the dangers of the internet and all that but right what? well and it was interesting to see so this was for second third and fourth graders and we divided kids by grade level just mm-hmm. to speak to them in an age-appropriate grade appropriate way but even within each of those grades the variation in what they're exposed to is so wide ranging and so it was interesting my daughter last year was in second grade and some of the kids who were in her class who were part of this digital class are doing a lot of gaming so for my daughter you know she has real limited access to technology. So just having a conversation with the same age group who has um, real varied experience was great. But, you know, everything from how to safely navigate websites 
to knowing when something doesn't feel right, it's mm. probably not right. When oh, to great. tell your parents something is yeah. not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she even explored, you know, online bullying. And that can happen in games that kids are playing online. Because they can talk, talk on them, them, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or having an avatar that people can, you know, say something mean about. And many of these kids aren't on social media yet, but they hear about it. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. so speaking to that and kind of there are a lot of positives, but there are also some some negatives. And just for kids to have a broad view of what that in their mind, really fun thing truly means. So it it was a powerful class. Because I feel like when we were kids, it was like, do your parents let you watch rated R movies or not? <laughs> right. And that was like the thing. Right. Pretty like, simple back right. then. Like, like, well, and now yeah. it's like a whole, like, it's, it's so a lot true. of stuff. You know, one thing I learned through that is that kids in play dates, you know, oftentimes parents ask, do you have firearms at home? And now parents are asking, do you have edibles or, you know, is marijuana in the house? Yeah. But it's also, what's your technology policy? Because... And I hadn't thought to ask that, but it's so true. You know, even friends who we're super close with, their kids may have different access on an iPad. And, you know, we wouldn't know what what they're able to to experience at another kid's house. So having that question asked. So that that was powerful. So we did this whole safety exploration. I thought, you know, kids got a lot out of that and parents too. Mm -hmm. And then we explored nutrition and healthy bodies. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what does it mean to have a healthy body image? Because young kids are, it's just amazing what, how they're even looking at themselves from age six and seven. But we did fun stuff. We did cooking classes at the Children's Museum. Um, We had like a snack attack class where kids learned how to make a really fun, healthy afternoon snack. And parents had a a great nutrition class with um, this expert about, you know, how to what food battles are worth fighting and what Mm. aren't. And a lot of them aren't worth fighting. Yeah. 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 And just, you know, different, I think, different things we all grew up with in our own families. Like for me, growing up in the fat-free generation, yes. and you have to yeah. finish everything on your plate. And, you know, how do you how do you interpret that today? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was another session we did. And then the summer, I, I think, was maybe the most powerful. It was all around mental well-being. So, you know, I think for parents it's and pretty, didn't you frame it as like back to school well so that was well-being? a component okay. of it yeah. yeah but i think it's pretty unanimous that you know safety of course being important but parents just want their kids to feel good and yeah. if if they're struggling they want to know how to help and they want to know what to look out for mm-hmm. and so the summer was all about sort of positivity and healthy friendships and standing up for yourself, standing up for a friend, how to think about going back to school and being around friends you haven't seen all summer or friends who may have been tough in the year prior or how to meet new friends when many of yours have left the school. So hmm, that was great. And who's leading these conversations? Are you leading yeah. them? No, or, fortunately, no? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. I, you know, I rely on these experts that I'm seeking out. So it's through recommendations, through books I'm reading. Um, but in, you know, in the case of this friendship series, it was led by Girls Leadership, just the coolest organization that is really doing great things to promote healthy 
EQ and good friendship skills. And so it was a co-ed class. You know, I want this to to be for boys and girls and together. And so they led that. We did this great sports mental toughness series. So how can kids talk positively to themselves in Mm. sports? How do they handle crazy parents on the sideline (laughs) who have expectations on them? Always one of them. At least. There there are always many of them. (laughs) We were at soccer yesterday. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are so intense, including myself sometimes. But yeah, Yeah. it's intense. So the sports coach. That's did great. That and yeah, yeah, it's it's just a range. Yeah. Uh, so I seek out people who can lead these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is really exciting. So have you seen how your kids are like following up or like connecting to the topics or like have you seen anything as a mom? Like, oh my gosh, this must have really stuck with. I have. Well, so in the case of the sports class, I have a daughter who plays everything and she's she's my first child. She's pretty hard on herself. Mm-hmm. And she took away some really great techniques for how to talk positively to herself and she used it yesterday in her soccer game you know because she yeah she feels bad if she misses some goals and um so you know she has those tools now um we did another thing this summer where a, a friend who is a pastor and also like a spiritual kind of mystic came and did a consciousness for kids class and taught kids how to protect their energy field. Oh, whoa. Oh, <laughs> do you want to come? That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I do energy work in the oh, you kids. Do? And I was okay. just talking to the, the, my stepdaughter about this. And it was like, we, we because they don't know how to do it. And kids are so energetically sensitive. And they get overwhelmed all the time. All the time. But adults yeah. are Aaron like, is freaking out. Like, well, adults <laughs> shut that off. Uh-huh. And so then kids are, they, like, and then you force kids into situations. But it's yeah. really because they're overwhelmed because other people's shit is too much. Yes. And, oh, this is so good. <laughs> well, good job, girl. Oh, I need to talk so to you good. more. Um, you make That's me feel so, so good. good. Well, you do a good shit. That's why. Right. <laughs> it's good. But it was, yeah, it was so cool. She, you know, she just brought these big poster boards and she had every kid stand in the center and draw a big circle around themselves and it's like a lot of people just think your energy only flows forward but mm, it's behind yeah. you and to the side of you Six and you can feet around yes yeah. oh. so how do you protect all of that space where you know you can keep things kind of in a boundary mm-hmm. and then it just these incredible breathing exercises wow. to draw negative energy out and we do that. And I learned a lot. And yeah. But we do that as a family. Wow. And it, it kind of... This is all so healthy. <laughs> it's so it's good. Really like, incredible. It's amazing that you're, like, not only empowering your kids to do, to do this, but, like, other children. Like, what a huge gift, like, yeah. you're giving to the world. Like, it's seriously so huge. Like, well, then it's, it's like so stuff that they, they don't have to figure out because they I don't have like to work through it in therapy. Are terrible yeah, they don't have to work to, through it in yes, therapy later. Yeah, yeah like yeah. figuring it out and right. saying like, here's boundaries. Like something uh, that's such a life skill. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I think is it's huge. Yeah. Thank you. I uh, what I've experienced in our school, and again, we love our school, but they talk about these core ethos and values, but they don't teach them. Mm -hmm. And so it seems implicit, you know, Mm -hmm. kindness and empathy, but kids often just need 
to go through scenarios and role play and practice and, you know, then Mm -hmm. they can really do it Mm -hmm. in perpetuity. And so, yeah, I just felt like that wasn't being taught and Mm -hmm. wasn't being offered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but another thing, you know, my kids have heard the word refugee Mm. a lot, a lot in the news. You know, we just hear it in a number of places. And until this last year, I don't think they really understood what that meant. Mm -hmm. And so we've done two projects with refugees, one with Project Worthmore, Mm. where a man who fled Iraq with his family spoke to the group. And I mean, it was just truly amazing to hear from the guy that did the TED talk. I don't believe so. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Right. He's actually an employee of Project Worthmore okay. and he he'll speak to groups, but it you know, my kids didn't know that if you flee a country, you don't get to bring your clothes and mm-hmm. your furniture and often you don't even bring your family mm-hmm. and that they would be starting over here in a city and country where they don't speak the language, don't know anyone and just that these basic needs that, that we can help meet them. It, it just helps put a smile on their face. And so we did a great event with Project Worthmore that was powerful. And hearing from someone who's experienced life as a refugee was just wonderful for our whole family. And then earlier in August, we did a project with Denver Health Foundation, and they have a program that lends help to refugees that they serve Mm -hmm. at Denver Health. And so what we did uh, as the Kid Conscious Project was commit to filling 50 backpacks of new school supplies for refugee kids. And so these kids come in for their first checkup and they get a backpack ready to start them off in school. (laughs) And so, you know, my kids now are like, I get it. I know what that means. And these are kids just like us. And, you know, we go to Target buying back to school stuff and they realize like, most people don't just get to go and pick out new markers. And so it it connected it more than let's, let's adopt a family and buy gifts and drop them off. Right. Right. It kind of created a a bigger picture connection to who's, who's the recipient. Yeah. That's so cool. It makes me think of, so when I was in college, I had this like an environmental education class, like a and it was talking a lot about how kids, if they are really going to feel environmentally connected or like will actually take action when they're older, it all starts with childhood experiences and how like if kids don't have the opportunity or the experience of like literally playing in the dirt or, you know, building some fort outside or, you know, just being in the whatever it is, dirt, grass, backyard, tree fort, whatever, then it's really hard for any kid to really feel a real connection with like the environment and then later on to actually take action to help protect it. But I feel like what you're doing and your work is giving them giving so many kids like the option to play in the dirt, you know, and so like maybe they'll some of this stuff, it's got to really resonate and then they'll have all this personal experience. So it's so it's just really cool. I can't wait to like thank you see what's happening, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like the the link and that connection. I mean, that is so important that like for that people to feel it in their bodies Mm -hmm. and then 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 they do it. And so Mm -hmm. that's great. Did you have some like pivotal moments in your own personal like in your life where you maybe I don't know, saw some underserved population or you did work with that or like, was there anything in your own 
childhood or anything? Yeah, so probably one of the best opportunities I've had in my life was to learn Spanish. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, and I, I don't know how my parents decided they would put me in a Spanish class weekly because they didn't speak another language. It wasn't that popular growing up to learn a second language. Our kids now are in a full-time Mandarin program. So to us, language is really important. Yeah. But I, I think as a kid, I, I took these weekly Spanish classes. And then my parents in Boulder um, turned me on to Emergency Family Assistance, mm -hmm. which is an organization there that serves primarily Hispanic families mm -hmm. with food and emergency shelter. And so I was, I think as, you know, an early teen, I began volunteering there and I could actually use my Spanish. Yeah. And so I, you know, I felt just more of a connection to mm -hmm. these families and in that I could speak with them or I, I was jokes. trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was yeah. trying. And I, you know, I think they felt more comfortable with me. Mm -hmm. um, and, Definitely. you know, that early experience was mm -hmm. super formative in right. how I, I knew I, I wanted to to keep helping people if I could in my own little way. I mean, I did things like mowing lawns and, you know, it it gave me a work ethic. Mm -hmm. It helped me connect with people who had needs that I could help support. Mm -hmm. And it just gave me a community that was outside of my own world. Yeah. So, you know, throughout my life, that's that's been a big, important part of, of just my living and, you know, giving back and volunteering. And I've just tried to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. like a real wow. learning. learning. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. You know, I think people, a lot of people, money is important, certainly important to give, but time and yeah. like truly making connections with people I, mm -hmm. is so impactful. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I just, I, that's important to me. Yeah. What did you study in college? Um, Spanish. Oh, I you was did? a Spanish oh, major. Okay. Yeah, Spanish okay. and communications. Okay. Yeah, okay. I went to Vanderbilt, and um, I ended up going abroad to Madrid, and oh. it's probably the most memorable time of, of my whole college experience. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Did you, you were in Madrid. No. But no. I, the, well, our school <laughs> had, so I visited, but... I oh, wasn't. oh! I was kind of a train wreck during that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest. <laughs> it was real fun. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did my overseas actually in China, so I spoke you Mandarin. Did? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Do you speak it now? No, this was in '97. <laughs> like yeah. I was in. This was a different. I mean, I would love to go back because yeah. obviously the country has changed dramatically since I was there. But yeah, I was also. More yeah. of a dream. Yeah. But it was amazing. You did that. I didn't know anyone who spent a broad time in China. Like yeah, it, you know, when I, know. I was, was in college. Pretty rare. Pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 I went to Lewis and Clark for my first couple of years and they, you know, just their big thing is study abroad. Mm -hmm. Or it was then. So yeah. I just knew a few people. I went with like ten other <laughs> ten other <laughs> classmates, you know. Nice. Yeah. You must was. have stood out. I did. Just a little bit. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, With the yes. blonde hair. Yeah. People would come up and touch my hair. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely an eye opening. I mean, how awesome is that to be able to go to a foreign country and live there, like spend significant, you know, more than just traveling there. How long were you there? 
I was there for three and a half months, so like a semester. Mm -hmm. But and we were able to, you know, do little like weekend excursions and, you know, take train rides and learn, you know. Yeah, it is. It's so great. And then just to think about, I don't know, like how you get to know the world, like your perspective changes so much, you know. So because part of your you have a component of like so it's kind of self local and then world. Right. And what what are you doing for kids to feel a connection to the world or does that get? too Yeah. Well, it gets talked about, um, you know, not every project touches on each of those aspects because my core mission is developed to develop the kid you know, from the and leadership and empathy from the inside out. But in the case of many things like our refugee projects, they are yeah. certainly looking at the topic from a world perspective. And I offer articles and other resources where kids can walk away with their, their families and continue the conversation at home. Um, we just did a project with Englewood Community Garden. So we harvested the garden and supplied it to a local food bank. And then someone from Denver Urban Garden came and talked about Composting. Oh, yeah. And so it, you know, it sparked a conversation just about food deserts and how the globe is handling these issues and, you know, the importance of growing your own food if you're able to and who that can help. And so I think touching on these broader global topics Mm -hmm. and then providing resources to, you know, have more family conversation. Mm -hmm. So do the parents have a session simultaneously as the kid or how does the... Every project really varies. In some cases, the parents are invited to participate alongside their kids, as was the case in the garden. But often these seminars or classes are more for the kids. And then parents will come back for the last 15 minutes and learn what their kids learned Mm -hmm. and what are some of the key takeaways. And they're able to ask questions and, um, you know, just just get some real examples of the work that they can uh, hopefully continue at home. Right. That's so great. Have you worked directly with any schools or... No, not really. And that's, you know, that's part of um, a model I'm considering. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, I'm trying some things just at our own school yeah. to promote this. And I, I, I'm not sure that could be one route. Yeah. But I, part of it is just also finding a diverse community outside of right. our school that there's I want our kids to, yes. to participate in. And yep. I, I think there's value in them doing things with kids they don't know. Yes. Because there, there yes. are few opportunities for kids yes. to forge relationships in a new way. And yep. so right now I, I like that kids are from a whole lot of schools. Mm-hmm. How do you figure out what the next project is going to be? Or how do you like, yeah. keep the ideas of that? Well, find the context do you have any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we ever? <laughs> I need you. Yeah, That's I right. want your ideas. You know, I, I try and have a really open dialogue with the people in the community that subscribe to my newsletter. So I'm always looking for Wait, before input. anything. What is that? Let's just like quick do a shout out and we'll do one at the end, too. But where sure. can where can people sign up? So for the, the best newsletter? place is on kidconsciousproject.com. And so right away, if, if you'd like to subscribe to the newsletter, there's a spot to do so. And then I communicate a couple times a month with 
the community. Um, we're also on Facebook and all of our events are posted on Facebook. Uh, and then we have an Instagram presence so we can connect in any of those ways. And our projects are all listed on the website and you can sign up directly through there. But I, you know, I want feedback. I want input from people. This last year has been kind of trial and error. Unfortunately, most all of the projects have been really successful, have been full. Um, and I'm getting great feedback that it, kids are getting a lot out of them. So in some cases, I think some will be repeated. But my mission is to focus on the three core values that I talked about. So self-sufficiency, resilience, and citizenship. And as you can imagine within those topics, there's a whole lot of places you could explore. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So how, is, so how is it funded? You know, most of the projects are, if they are fee-based, it's a very low fee. So between 10 and $20. So, um, and that just goes to the project. Um, I have a few individual donors and I'm seeking grants. And then I also have a membership program, and I'm I'm calling it really now more of a contributor program because funds are necessary to yes. keep a lot of this going, and these experts um, are asking for high hourly rates to to come and speak to our group. So through this membership program, which is um, I think pretty reasonable, but for twenty five dollars, the entire family for a year gets ten percent off. Um, any fee-based project, so a 10% discount, and then first access to all new projects to sign up. That's great. That's great incentive. Yeah. yeah. And really reasonable. Yeah. yeah. 25 bucks for the year. I know. Yeah. I think Super I spent $25 yeah. on Amazon driving over here. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. um, I mean, yeah. yeah. So hopefully it, yeah. it feels reasonable. And it just, I have found that the people who are um, subscribing as members are really those who are pretty committed. Yeah. And if they aren't able to participate, they're, you know, they're active engagers. And mm-hmm. so that's creating even a deeper community within. Mm-hmm. So what were you like as a kid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was super shy. Okay. Yeah, I was really shy. I was really into sports. I, so I'm a tennis player. And love to ski. I think I kind of just stuck to those two. Yeah. And now I, we're intentional. Great sports. Great yeah. sports. But <laughs> Colorado kid. Yeah. yeah. I know. The co- we did a lot of the Colorado yeah. stuff, although I, I didn't play lacrosse, which everyone oh. plays lacrosse and soccer now. I wish I had. Um, but I I don't know. I just I loved growing up in Boulder. I love being outside. I you know, We have a tight family. I have a younger sister. And two kids in two kids in our family. Yeah, my parents are still outside of Boulder. And I don't know, I was just a happy kid. I I loved my life. I loved how I grew up. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. And then you like went, that be- that's yeah. best case scenario. <laughs> I know. I mean, so, Boulder is a pretty yeah. sweet place yeah. to grow up. Totally. totally. Very sweet. Very yeah. idyllic. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. would you consider yourself shy now? Or no. No, would, I don't. I, I don't mean, know. You don't, I don't think I'm no, shy no, no. at all. I, I'm not getting that feeling. Yeah. I just wondered. No, it's <laughs> funny. I, I think my personality kind of evolved. And maybe it's through some of the things I've talked about, like in junior high and high school, like I was just given more independence. Mm -hmm. And I think that helped grow me a lot. And then going out of uh, state for college was awesome. But no, I I mean, I just like connecting with people. I think I'm a 
I'm a connector. Mm-hmm. And I like having friends in a whole lot of different places mm-hmm. in my life. And yeah. Is your sister still local? She's in San Diego. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's Another so idyllic place. Awesome place to oh, visit. Yeah. Way to go, sister. She yeah. Yeah. Like, stay there. I love you <laughs> yeah. here, but stay there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't go. Beach visit. Yeah. yeah. Beach yeah. vacation for her, ski vacation yeah. for you. That's good. <laughs> what good. brought you to Denver? So my husband and I met in Denver, actually. Okay. When I, I came back to Boulder, I thought I'd end up in California, but I came back to Boulder after grad school and we met in Denver. And when we met, he said he was on his way to Chicago. So we left Mm. and we were there about four years. And I was so happy when he had a reason to come back here. So we moved back to Denver. How'd you meet him? We met golfing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's not funny. Yeah. So I I guess that makes sense. Yeah, just around. I know. Well, he and I are both originally from Indiana. And we started a conversation about that. And he was traveling internationally a ton for work, as was I. And it it seems crazy to think about because our life isn't like this now. But (laughs) we, I think our third date was in Africa. Oh, my God. Yeah. He he was there for a conference. Well, it, yeah, Meet I mean, me in Africa again, like life is not like that now, but it, it was great because I that was what my job was, is just Wait, traveling so you all just over. happened to be in Africa we at the same time? We just happened to have a, a work reason for both of us to be there at the same time. And, and so it was kind of like, well, that's a good story. Seems what? meant to be. Yeah. That's going to happen, yeah. right? What did you, what was the date? What was the date of yeah. that? It was. No, it no, was no, no. A, no that, like, what did you do on the date? Oh, what was oh, the okay. date? I was like, <laughs> I like, well, <laughs> geez, I don't even <laughs> remember the date. Back when I'm like, get on my calendar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, we each had. So, I was working with Coke, and I did a big project with Fanta, and he had this like mining conference, and then afterwards, we decided to take a week safari. Oh. <laughs> take to get married like how long did you date before well, marriage? Yeah, that kind of accelerated things, yeah. right? um well then we moved to chicago and we were engaged like the next summer and yeah. so pretty, we we met each other in our mid-30s and it was yeah like right. all right yeah yeah time to go you know? yeah. So, <laughs> just, it, yeah so it worked out that's awesome yeah. that's wow really good story. that's a great, that's a great story, story. Yeah. my cheeks are hurting from smiling yeah <laughs> I know. I mean, it it seems like it was a different life because life doesn't look like that now. Yeah. Like, but how hmm. cool, though, that yeah. you go to the zoo. I mean, yeah. diff- you know, a little different. Yeah. <laughs> a little different. Safari in yeah. Africa yeah. versus the Denver I Zoo. I wonder, though, if you'll, like, pick that up again yeah. later in life since oh, you were both so great. traveling so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wonder if, like, you know, once the kids are that out would, of the house. Yeah, that or, would be so great. Yeah. We, yeah. we did our 10-year anniversary this summer, and so we, we went to Italy. Ah, oh, congrats. That was that's awesome exciting. to get away again. With the kids or without? No, no oh, kids. That's, that's nice. great. No. Mm-hmm. A lot of grandparent help. No kids. Oh, that's wow. a great. Congrats yeah. on 10 years. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like yeah. with Kid Conscious, uh-huh. the Kid Conscious Project, or just in your life in general, what are you most proud of? I mean, I'm most proud of my family. Oh. Um, I am so proud of my kids. I'm proud of my marriage. But I, you know, I'm proud that we are able to give our kids broad experiences. And, you know, I'm proud of 
I guess, the values I was raised with mm-hmm. that I can hope to instill them in our kids and keep that going. Mm-hmm. What were those values? Well, I, th- I think it's the things I'm trying for here, you know, being self-sufficient and, you know, being we were raised in a great environment, but still like knowing how to take care of things for ourselves and, you know, being able to live abroad and navigate a train system and read a map in a foreign language. And, you know, a lot of things that I just don't hear kids talking about anymore. So like self-sufficiency, I you know, I think being resilient is something I was taught growing up and it's hard now to get tough feedback, you know, and you have to just constantly work through being resilient, even as an adult and, you know, feeling alone in environments or feeling like you're missing out on something. I mean, I experience all that still, but I, you know, that's a core value. I, I'm just still trying to teach. And then of course, giving back. How did you, did you do like, like an exercise to figure out these core values, like in your business and in like your life? Cause you've mentioned it a couple of times. Like, how were you introduced to that idea? So I've just been mulling it over for a long time and I read a lot of parenting books and take what I can and what I think applies from those. And I'm just seeing so much about kids lacking i mean grit is a big word right that's being talked about and so i think i think grit is important but i i want to frame it in more of a positive way around resilience and to me that means you know having positive friendship skills and good eq and interaction and being able to handle feedback and self-correct and Mm -hmm. You know, just getting through tough situations, like being able to fail and and learning from that and taking it as an opportunity and like overcoming fears. You know, so all of that. I mean, I think about all these values, but I think they can be summed up within those three, like self-sufficiency, resilience, citizenship. Mm -hmm. And they're like general enough. It's interesting because. So when we started talking about doing this podcast, Mm -hmm. I had I don't know if you're familiar with bar three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm a huge Bar 3 fan. Uh, (laughs) Every third episode. I know. (laughs) I know. But I went to a retreat that they put on in Oregon, and Sadie Lincoln was there. Mm -hmm. And Sadie led this. Who? Well, she's the founder of Bar 3. The founder, okay. And, yeah. But anyway, and so she led this core values Mm -hmm. exercise. And it was, you know, all of us had, like, I don't know, however many, 50 words on these little cards, and we had to place them in five different categories, and um, and then you narrowed down, narrowed down, narrowed down, and so we really identified, like, our top five core values, mm-hmm. and then our least valued, wait, oh, interesting. our yeah. least valued mm-hmm. values, mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> yeah, anyway, and, and so, anyway, so I was so energized after this retreat, and I started actually with Jenny and, uh, hi Jenny, um, <laughs> and Aaron and Anna. And we started this like, kind of, I was thinking like, let's do this like business growth. I don't even know what it was like a workshop, but we it fired up about we it. We were fired we're up were about, fired about, it. about it. And I led them all in this. I like re I duplicated the experiment or the exercise and I led them into the core, the core values mm-hmm. exercise. And so the three of us had very, you know, like our five, values very well defined and all of us had connection Mm. as one Mm -hmm. of those top Mm -hmm. five and eventually that 
was a huge inspiration to this podcast. To do this, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But anyway. That's great. Yeah, it was just like such a concrete exercise. I'm like, did you give you a workshop <laughs> like <laughs> I, I wish I'd done that workshop. I need I that workshop. I think I'm going to start offering it <laughs> yeah. as long as I get permission from Sadie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, no, connection's yeah. so important. And I, you know, I, I think you almost can't get enough of it because people do feel really in their own world. And I, like I see on Facebook, people are posing these questions to strangers about how to handle this or that. And in some way that feels like, okay, I'm connecting, I'm getting an answer, but you still feel like you're on an island a lot of times in this world. And so I, I applaud what you're doing. Thank you. I was just in a therapy session and my therapist was like, no, it's she, we were talking about the podcast and she, and she was like, no, connection is a human need. Like, yeah, you have to yeah. do it. And she was talking about Aaron. I know you know all about That's this, great. but there, she was talking about this in like specific nerve bundle mm-hmm. that we have from like the heart to the forehead and how like there is like a specific nerve bundle to watch each other's <laughs> mm-hmm. facial reactions mm-hmm. and expressions and the building of connection. And if you don't have that, you can die. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, no, it's, it's good it's, stuff. Well, you think about what I mean, that what's that Tom Hanks movie where the dude was on the island and he had that oh, whole like, great, yes. like yes. Sherman. Own, was it Sherman? Norman, no. the volleyball. Yeah, the yeah. volleyball. Oh, the volleyball. I was thinking, what yeah, was... yeah it's volleyball. But he, and then it, something happened to it and he freaked out, right? Oh, yes. Right? Yes. 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 Yeah, but he drew like a face yes. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's like air and water. So yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And one of our original articles was about that, like, horribly sad article about the babies <laughs> in the orphanage. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Failure remember that? Failure to thrive is awful. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So anyway, we applaud you for all the work that you are doing, especially for kids and especially that six to 12 range, because as a mom, I mean, so both my kids fall into that age category Mm -hmm. and I don't know of anything. I mean, there's stuff going on in their school, but it is kind of what you're saying where, you know, these values are out there. They might do. And I love their school, too. But. You know, they might do like a all school assembly about one of the core values, but it's like that. It makes me think of Montessori schools where, you know, like they teach every single process in the classroom because there's like no assumption made that anyone has any background knowledge of it. And I think about that with these emotions or these values that we're throwing out to kids where it's like happiness might mean something to you that you you know all different or respect or whatever Mm -hmm. all these words are. And if you're not actually like teaching it explicitly Mm -hmm. it's very hard to then have to use that word in a common language or Or to to live by it because it's just talking 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 and the people are like oh yeah yeah well and if they don't have a connection with it like it doesn't mean anything right right like it might be great but i don't know my sister-in-law was talking about that that her two kids went to they're in high school now but they went to different schools and the one had where they had a garden and they grew all their own food and that daughter eats way more vegetables than Mm. the old daughter when that didn't happen because there was a connection to the whole farming process was just yeah. super fascinating. Yes. And she attributes it to that, but it's yeah. just like that whole connection. Is, yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I found that it. with my kids, like with our garden last summer. Mm-hmm. And the fact, like they started eating, you know, they just pluck those 
Tomatoes right out. Yeah, it's so great. And we had strawberries this summer, and they would just, you know, I mean, they love strawberries anyway, but it's just different. So anyway, we totally applaud everything yeah. that uh, you guys too. You were doing. Thank you. And Wait, I've got two more questions. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, what advice would you give your younger self? It all works out. Mm. I think, it, you know, it all it all plays out as it's meant to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I had a lot of anxiety almost in my 20s and I, I didn't get married till I was in my 30s. And I think I just, I, I wish I would have embraced that with less anxiety. Mm, me too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Okay. And then the last question, unless you two have one. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't get approval from them about this question. Oh, boy. It's going to be trouble. Watch we've, out there. So Buckle we, up. We've yeah. been having, like, uh, we've been trying this thing this season <laughs> with our interviews of asking, like, a random question, kind of unrelated <laughs> to oh, no. the topic. Remember what you told your younger self. <laughs> it all works out, man. <laughs> <laughs> like if I were a wild animal, would I something, be? Something, it's something like that. Okay. So the question is: Would you rather burp Uh-oh. every time you lean in for a kiss, oh, or what? drool every time you talk? Anna, come on! What? Is that bad? No. No, that's it. That's your answer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they're not gonna let me do this. I found it. I found it on the internet. Good. We can ask a different no, one. I'm totally great. asking my kids this tonight. Oh, this yeah. is so funny. Yeah. It's so um, funny. <laughs> this is what Anna is. I didn't get approval. Yeah, clearly. Which is probably hilarious. Okay. You said, no. You're like no. What? They're both looking at me like, Anna, really? I mean, which would you rather? I th- I'm thinking burp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, okay, so if you're... I would probably say burp, too, because, like... You're talking a lot. Think about how much drool is exactly. yeah, yeah, just that would be a problem. It would be a huge mess. Clothes changing. You'd have to have a towel yeah. with you at all times. But, but you would have to have a pretty accepting partner that you're about to kiss every time. Yeah. Especially if you're, like, you just burping in there. At least, they, at least they would know the deal. It's like, here That's we go true. again. Here's a burp. We already know that we know this is going to happen. Or you just kind of turn away, and then you go in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There are, there are definitely workarounds to the birds. Yes. yes. Oh. I can't wait to hear what you come up with next. Oh. I'm tuning in for that. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. awesome. Oh, this one. Good oh. job, Anna. All right, everybody. Listen, you can find Sarah and the Kid Sarah Conscious. Sarah with an H. I've heard with Sarah's. It's very important to distinguish if okay. you have an H or not. I have an H. Yes. Yep. And you can find her and the Kid Conscious Project at www.kidconsciousproject.com. Perfect. Yes. Y'all got it. Go check mm-hmm. it out. Yep. Awesome. Go join. Be a member. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, you Sarah. so much, Thank Sarah. you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we talk about connection. That's what our deal is here. So we have a six-step roadmap for instant connection. You can get that at connectionroadmap.com. It will give you the hookup on what to do to get instantly connected with people in this world. Thanks for listening. You can find more about this episode and a way to connect to the community at lessalonepodcast.com. And if you like us, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave a review. It helps other people find us and could be just what they need.